Hi, everyone. Dan Eisner here from ZLC Employee Benefit Solutions, working hard to find better ways for employee benefits by partnering with finance and HR leaders and leveraging my 20 years of experience as an employee benefits advisor and my skills as the only chartered professional accountant working in this role in the local market. So thanks for joining me today on a two-part series related to initial thoughts on national dental care. This is the first of two podcasts that will be posted. So on March 22nd of this year, the federal government announced a program to provide dental care for low-income Canadians. The question I've been hearing from my clients is whether they should amend or even terminate the dental plan they provide their employees in light of this announcement. In today's video podcast, I will discuss this agreement and three initial thoughts we have developed for our plan sponsors to consider. I'm going to give you my thoughts, but I'm really interested to know what you think as well. Are you still wondering if you should amend or terminate your dental plan, or have you reconsidered? Please share your thoughts in the comments section. Okay, let's get started. So on March 22nd of this year, Prime Minister Trudeau announced an agreement reached with the federal Liberals and the new Democratic parties in Parliament. Part of this agreement, the federal NDP effectively agreed to support Trudeau in any non-confidence votes in exchange for Liberal support on some key NDP initiatives, and one of those is national dental care for all Canadians. So this announcement was followed in April by the federal budget announcement, which reinforced the concept and provided a rough framework for funding the program. So this program aims to provide dental care to low-income Canadians starting in 2022 with children under 12 years of age, whose families meet the income threshold, and then expanding to under 18-year-olds, seniors, and persons living with a disability in 2023, and then being fully implemented by 2025. The program as proposed would be restricted to families with an income of less than 90,000 annually with no co-pays for anyone under 70,000 in annual income. So this announcement naturally raised a bunch of questions for plan sponsors that currently provide employees with dental care plans in terms of how those plans might be impacted. There's lots of details yet to be confirmed. And while we wait, we want to give you the first three of six thoughts that we've developed at ZLC Employee Benefit Solutions for plan sponsors to consider those that currently offer a dental plan. So the first question, should you change or even eliminate your current dental plan? So dental plans are a major part of an employee benefits package and so are their costs. So a natural first thought might be to eliminate that company provided dental plan uh, and send the employees direct to the federal plan. So, but plan sponsors need to fully understand the details of this program before making any kind of decision like that. With the proposed federal program as announced to, to date, it's intended for low-income Canadians only, and so many of your employees may not qualify. Now, of course, there's going to be some situations where an organization may largely employ individuals making less than $70,000 a year or $90,000 as a family, uh, but most employers have employees in different income brackets. So employees may not all qualify for the federal plan. Next question is, you know, should you know, the federal plan be the first payer or the second payer for dental costs? And this decision is going to have a major impact on how the federal program impacts company-provided dental plans. If the federal plan becomes the first payer, the company plan could simply be used uh, as a top-up to pay for services not covered by the federal program. But if the federal program is second payer, Company-provided dental plans, you know, won't see any cost savings unless their plan designs are changed significantly. So in pharmacare provinces like British Columbia, this is already what's happening for drugs. You know, when the government pays for certain drugs and employees meet eligibility criteria, 
the government effectively becomes first payer and coverage is coordinated with insurers with company provided plans being the second payer. So while it might be possible for a federal dental uh, care program to be first payer, the Canadian insurance industry would have to make some big changes in terms of being able to identify those Canadians eligible for the federal dental program and then coordinating payments between the two plans. And another related issue is how the new federal program would coordinate with existing low-income dental programs that operate in many of the provinces already. So the third big question, should plan sponsors change their plans to provide top-up coverage only? Now, there might be ways to design an employer-sponsored plan to effectively top up the federal plan, and this would reduce the overall cost, but still allow employers to ensure that employees had a, a comprehensive enhanced dental package that differentiates them from other employers. But without sufficient details right now, it's hard to say whether the proposed federal dental plan will be providing comprehensive coverage or just basic coverages and how is that going to compare to traditional company provided benefit plans? So once the details are all developed, there may be ways to remove coverage for certain core services so that the federal program pays and then have the company provided plans pick up the rest. And this might be the most practical for the higher cost items like major dental, crowns, bridges, and orthodontia, which the federal program just might not cover. So, Right now, we recommend that you don't make any major changes until we got more fulsome details on this new federal program. But we did wanna provide you some initial thoughts and considerations so that we can start to you know, assess this and when the details come through, we can make better decisions. So we've covered the first three thoughts and the next uh, three are gonna be covered in the next podcast. So you've heard my thoughts and opinions, so let me know what you think. Are you an employee benefits plan sponsor wondering if you should amend or terminate your dental plan or change the framework of your coverage? Was this advice helpful today? Please leave me your comments in the, in the comments section below and look forward to our next podcast where we'll tackle the following questions. Should employees be allowed to opt out of company provided dental plans? Should plan sponsors change the premium rate structure to provide for both couple and family rates for some flexibility? Should plan sponsors transition their dental plans altogether and move to a concept of spending accounts? So thanks for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe to my channel. Thanks so much.